With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. We hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road has protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Charlie Weiss, a longtime uh, coach with the Patriots, of course, a successful head coach at Notre Dame, at Kansas, and a guy who's just a savant when it comes to football. He'll join us momentarily. Let me give you kind of the, the lay of the land today. If you were stuck under a rock, you didn't watch last night, Michigan beats Washington in the national championship game. Jim Harbaugh finally at the big, big person's table, as he said. Um, then today, we still don't know if he'll stay at Michigan or go to the pros, but we know Mike Vrabel will not be the head coach of the Titans. And we still are waiting on Bill Belichick and find out what happens in New England. As yesterday, he met with the media before he met with Bob Kraft and, uh, and, and, the, and the front office group. And he did offer up that he would be willing to make some form of changes in terms of player personnel. Didn't really specify what that would be. And the reports today are he's operating business as usual. What does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea what that means. You know who might know? Our next guest, who knows a lot more about football than the rest of us. He's Charlie Weiss. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Coach, how are you? I'm doing fine, Doug. Yourself? I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Um, let, let's, let's start with last night. Um, you've coached at the highest level of college football. You took over Notre Dame, and you had to make a lot of changes, right? And my defense of Harbaugh early on was people didn't understand just how kind of behind the times Michigan football was. And then, you know, he took it to a new level the next three years. You coached against Michigan. You've been successful. What are your thoughts on what he's done with that program ending up at a national championship last night? Well, I mean, when you do things the right way, everyone wants a fix, you know, like an immediate fix and immediate results. But when you do things the right way, you really need a full 
legitimate cycle in college if you're going to stand the test of time to play for championships. And what I mean is you need a full five-year cycle before everything is kind of in place. Your infrastructure, the mentality, everyone always talks about culture, but I don't really call it culture. I mean, I consider it your team taking on your personality. That's That's really what it is. If you want to call that a culture change, so be it. But realistically, what he showed last night is three things. I mean, it's still important to play with physicality. It's still important to run the ball. And it's still important to play defense. And how many colleges play that game anymore? How many colleges play the physical game? How many people run the ball? Uh, how many how many people run the ball, and how many people play good defense? And the and the thing is, the answer to those questions very few. Yeah, and they and even though the score was close, it didn't feel that close. Uh, Penix was missing, but I mean, it just didn't feel that close because the domination at the at the line of scrimmage. Uh, okay, so let me let me ask you about the decision Harbaugh has. Obviously, you didn't get a chance to leave Notre Dame on your own terms, but let's say you get. Again, similar. Your alma mater, his alma mater. You get it to the national championship game. What are your thoughts on going back to the pros for him? Well, I'm going to give you a pro and con of both of them. All right. But let me start with the pro. Okay. The pro is he's he's just won a national championship. So from the Michigan viewpoint, where most people get mad if you leave and take a job, I don't think anyone would get mad because he's done what he what he was there to do, and that was to bring him a championship. I mean, they liked their offensive coordinator a lot. I think he would be the guy. They liked their defensive coordinator a lot. You know, they both have done a, a very good job. I think if he walked away right now, I don't think anyone at Michigan would sit there and say begrudge him for going ahead and going. So if there's ever a time for him to go, this would be it. I mean, the timing couldn't be any better. Now, that's the pro. The con is, at Michigan, he can get five to ten first-round draft choices every year. Right. In the NFL, you get one. So no matter how good a coach you are, I mean, you don't get five to ten first-round draft choices every year like you can at a place like Michigan. So, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to turn a college program and set it on the right track because through recruiting and now the portal and NIL and all those other things, you you know, you can improve your team in a hurry. Well, and, and the pros, no matter what job he takes, if he goes to the NFL, there's a problem or else the job would not be open. Right. Jobs aren't open because things are going well. Jobs are open because things aren't going well. So no matter where he goes, you give me a team, and I can tell you, here's a good reason to go, and there's and here's a good reason not to go. I can give you for every single opening, and and I'm just I would just be giving you one example of each. So no matter where he goes, he would have his work cut out for him, and he knows that. But you know, I think that he might be well, he might be open to a new challenge. You know, he's a he's a horse of a different color, as you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no one can tell you what he's going to do because no one knows. No one knows what he's going to do. He might stay at Michigan. You know, he might take a job. No one knows. So let's uh, – but I think that everyone will know within the next couple of weeks. It, it'll, take, it'll take care of itself pretty quickly. Um, what about New England, a place that you worked, a place that you were part of 
uh, of the greatness of the Patriots. Uh, yesterday, we heard from Bill Belichick, and for the first time, he said, he said I'm under contract. And he's, he offered up that, you know, in terms of player personnel, you know, he has a lot of guys report to him. He gets a lot of different info. It, it did feel like he was at least open to some sort of evolution there. What Doug, plays out there? Doug, 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 I'm just, I'm Doug. saying what he said. What, what do you th- what's really going on? Uh, he's never mentioned the word contract in the whole time he's ever coached. You've not once heard him say that. They're just both jockeying for position right now. I mean, you know, he you know he got ahead of craft on that one and put it out there. Hey, I'm under contract. I'm gonna come in and do what I do every day. Of course, I'd be open to, to listening what, uh, to a as long as the, everyone felt that it was in the best interest of the program. I mean, th- th- those are all great answers, but in reality. You know, he's getting ahead of this right now. Now, I don't know whether or not Bill will be in New England or not. I have no idea. I mean, I have no, I have, I'm on the periphery. I do talk to people, but I have no idea. There's only three people that know what's really going on. Okay, two of them are named Kraft, and one of them is named Belichick. They're the only people that really know what's happening right now. Because in those meetings and that jockeying for position, whether or not there's going to be a change or not be a change, I mean, this is a very touchy situation. If they decide to separate, let's face it, it would be in everyone's interest to at least publicly take the high road. But you know this is not a – if this is a divorce – this will not be a. This will not be an amicable divorce. This will be an, at least quiet privately. It will be. It'll be an ugly divorce if, if there is one. What about Vrabel? I, I mean, I'm not surprised because there's a new general manager that didn't hire him. I am surprised because I know anybody doesn't think he's a hell of a coach. What it's do you think the, he does? The, the owner's daughter, who now is in charge. Okay, it's it, it's her show. This wasn't Carthon making the move on this one. You know, this was the owner. You know that she decided that she wants things a different way, and Mike probably sat down with her and and gave his spiel, and she gave his spiel, and they weren't on the same page. So she just said, "Well, it's time for you to move on," and he said, "Okay." You want me to move on? I'll move on. I think it's a very unpopular decision in 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 the building. I think that the players were strongly on on his side. I mean, he he's a players coach, but he's a, he's a tough guy who's a players coach who has who has their back. Okay, and he's a good coach. And I think that no matter who they bring in, this will this will not be an easy. This will be a non easy job when you end up going in there because let's face it, there's some inherent problems in Tennessee. But now you know. Basically, if Bill if Bill were to leave in New England, I mean it's a two horse race for who's the Patriot coach. It's either Grable or Mayo to pick. Your, it's going to be one of those two guys. I don't think it. I mean they'll interview people because they have to satisfy the Rooney Rule, and there has to be two minorities, not one that that you interview, and they'll go they'll they'll do the party line. But in reality, if Bill were to leave, it's either going to be Grable or Mayo. It's not going to be anybody else. Um, I know it's not within your coaching circle with Sirianni, but hold on a, a second. Hold on, Sirianni worked, uh, worked worked for me for a year. I didn't know that. Uh, when What's, I was with the Chiefs, when I, he, he was he was my quality control guy when I was with the Chiefs did, back in two thousand and ten. 
Okay. Had, so his office was five feet away from me. So, so yeah, I know. I, I I I apologize. I didn't know. Um, yeah. What what's gone wrong there? Well, I mean, you you could say the things he says; they sound good, but the problem the problem is you've been saying them for six weeks now, and that stick is getting a little old right now. Now. They do have a lot of championship caliber players in that organization. And Nick has Nick had them in the Super Bowl last year. So is it possible that is it possible that the Eagles and the Chiefs for that matter could could crank it up and be competitive in the playoffs because they have playoff experience? Absolutely the answer is yes. But you can't feel good about what's going on in Philadelphia right now. If I would have said to you a month ago, Philadelphia, if, if they're the wild card team, which you would have never guessed them being the wild card team, is going to go to is going to go to the winner of the NFC South. I mean, who in their right mind would say that? Well, if they go there, they'll take care, they'll win that game. Right now, do you feel confident that the Eagles are going to beat Tampa Bay? No, I don't either, and now, I don't think might, Tampa's particularly good. And uh, they're they're not good, but that's not the point. The point is neither one of us, who we like to think that we have a clue what's going on, feel great about that the Eagles are just going to roll in the dodge with their championship pedigree, and all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, stomp on Tampa Bay. I mean, they might win a game, but it'll probably be a close, low-scoring game if they do win it. I guess my question is, can you get it back as a coach? You know, because. I, I, I feel like, especially pros, those guys are smart. They can sense stuff. And if you lose the room, and I don't know if he's lost the room, it's really hard to get it back. And I just don't know. Like Sirianni was so confident last year. He's strutting around. They lose the coordinators. And the thing is falling apart on him. I just don't know. Can he get it back in an offseason? Well, no, no one was saying that when they were 10 and 1. I mean, you're, you're no, but we were say, we were saying they, we were we were saying, saying they don't look great. Were, yeah, but they were ten and one. Sure. I mean, it, it, no, this isn't college. There's no style points. No one cares what you win by. I mean, you could sit there and say, well, they played a lot of crummy teams and a lot of close games. They were still ten and one. I mean, that's what they, where they're going through a transition, new offensive play caller, new defensive play caller, but they were still ten and one. Now, have they had some injuries? Yes, but everyone has injuries. I mean, right now they've lost their mojo, and the question is, can they can they grind grind a game and get to the next game? Because right now it's just win in advance. That's all. That's all you're trying to do. It doesn't make a difference if it's ugly, whether you win big or whether whether you win close. It's not really relevant. It's just. Right, right now, through the wild card round, you got to win three games to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, if you have a bye, you have to win two games to win the Super, get to the Super Bowl. That's why the one bye for both San Francisco and Baltimore is so big, because you know you have two home games. If you win two home games, you're in the Super Bowl. Or in Philly's case, you know they're probably going to have to if to get to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to win three games on a row. Sure. It does not appear to be easy. Coach, you're the best. I love having you on. You, you, you know the number. Anytime you want to talk football, you're welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. You got it. Take care, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the US and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Tyrite.com studios. We'll hear from Monsi Bolaños in moments to get an update on everything going on in the world of sports. Uh, last night, not a great night for Michael Penix Jr. Um, terrific person, good player, great college quarterback. This is what he said, summing up his college career. I've had ups and downs, you know, but, you know, I'm thankful for it all. You know, I'm super blessed, you know, obviously. To meet Coach DeBoer at Indiana, to lead me here, um, to be playing for the biggest game in college football, you know, but obviously we didn't come out how I wanted to, but I know that each and every player on this team, you know, they, they gave it their all and, you know, um, it wasn't enough today, you know, and for, for me, I'm going to take accountability for the offense side of the ball. I feel like we could have did better, you know. Um, too many penalties, you know, and we had a lot of offsides. And I'm put that on me because I got to be louder. I got to, you know, make sure I'm great with my communication and stuff like that. So my offensive line is, you know, um, you know, hearing ghosts, you know, it's just, um, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's been a long one, but man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be on this team. And, you know, these guys will be my brothers forever. So. I, he didn't have his best game, and he he was off a bit. And I think it's it's fair. Like 
Guys are going to have off games. He had a great game in the semifinals. Outstanding. So that, that is life, that's sports. Uh, I don't think he hurt his draft stock. I mean, I, I think what he hurt is the public perception of his draft stock. You know, he, he wasn't a first-round draft pick before the semifinals. He wasn't a first-round draft pick after the semifinals. And I think, you know, when you see a guy more than once, people start to get to understand, like, oh, he's not the perfect quarterback the way he looked in the semifinals. That makes sense. But talented dude, athletic guy, despite the multiple knee injuries and an incredible story. I mean, he and DeBoers, they, they made Indiana relevant, and then they brought Washington back to uh, back to the top of the Pac-12. That's amazing stuff. Haven't seen that really since Don James. Doug yep. Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites against the Packers. And it's impossible to avoid the fact that Mike McCarthy was the coach of the Packers for a long time. And he won a Super Bowl there um, before taking a year off and then becoming the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Here's McCarthy when asked about his time with the Packers. Last year, I thought it was important for me to, to talk about Green Bay in the beginning of the week. I did with the team. Uh, I regretted it. That doesn't even need to come into into our energy base. So you live and learn. You know, th- this game's about our commitment. It doesn't matter who we're playing. It really doesn't. It's just no time for that. I answered the questions honestly in here last year about my experience up there. It will not help us win. So if it doesn't help us win the game, I'm not interested. I apologize. Um. Okay. Do you, I don't understand the point in that. I mean, I understand the A if it doesn't help us win, but you can't answer a question like, it's, is it that hard to go like, it was an amazing time. I coached amazing players in one of the incredible organizations in all the professional sports. It's unique. It's special. I'll always cherish it. Right? That's it. Jay Stu, can you see the upside in being like so abrupt? He wasn't defensive more than just abrupt. It almost it draws it draws the attention he doesn't want to it, based on how he answered it. Like, why did he regret it? Because it opens up a Pandora's box of follow questions. Why Why did you regret doing it last year? What What exactly went wrong? So there's a lot to get into after his answer. So to just give what you said, which is everything was amazing. We won a Super Bowl. It was incredible. That seems to put an end to it. But now there's there are questions as to why he regretted it so much. He's draw, It's it's like he's doing what he didn't want to do. It, it's it's kind of like um, I don't know. Like, say you want a, a private audience with somebody, um, and then like you see this in the movies and TV uh, more than you see it in real life. But it's like you walk into a room and maybe that person you need to to speak to privately is talking to somebody else, and you tell the other person. Um, excuse me, could I have the room with so-and-so? And then, so maybe that private conversation wouldn't have been that big a deal, but now you're like pronouncing that what you have to tell that person is a big deal. You're like drawing attention to it. You're like, it's a kind of a melodramatic thing. It was weird. I don't understand it at all. I don't. You know, I mean, it's not like we're getting into individual decisions he made with players and play calls. Like, it's just a very, very... You know, and you, all you have to do is you just heat praise on the Packers. It's not that hard to do. Is, isn't this game, one of the subtitles of this game should be a game between two guys that have done better without Aaron Rodgers? I mean, each of these individuals 
Jordan Love and Mike McCarthy have succeeded without Aaron Rodgers? Yes. That that's definitely a narrative going in. Yes. Yes. I mean, I I still think for the for the for the Cowboys, it's about one thing. It's about getting to the Super Bowl, right? But the other part is yes. Can you can you win without Aaron Rodgers? And and right now, it's Lafleur is the toast of the town because they've survive without Aaron Rodgers and it looks like they have their quarterback uh, for the Cowboys. They're way better. You know, they're, that's a good football team. They've obviously losing the Niners bad, but that's a good, they won the division, you know, against a team that everybody I think thought coming in on paper was going to win the division in the, in the Eagles. And they probably should have beaten them twice. So I think it's a, it's a very good call. Jace too, is that um, it's interesting that he doesn't want to talk about it when he could, in, in an effort to give praise, he could actually do a bit of a victory lap, which he's not going to do the victory lap. But not because he doesn't want to do the victory lap, because he doesn't want to get the praise, because it, if it distracts from winning. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Don't get that one at all. Not even a little bit. So, I did want your opinion on the Harbaugh, can I just have a day thing? Because, um, was it Bonnie Bernstein? Right. Bonnie Bernstein, who asked, um, she asked Roy Williams about leaving Kansas to go to North Carolina. And he said, I don't give a damn about North Carolina. It was right after they lost the game in the, I'm going to say 2001 Final Four. Wow. Was it really that long ago? That long ago. Man. Um, What I remember from that takeaway was that I think Roy Williams live said, I know the producer is in your ear having you ask me that question and she fully denied that that was a big that was a big affront like i know i can come up with my own questions coach i remember that part of it yeah i I, again i think bonnie took it a different way right where it's like they want you to ask the question but again this is where it's like one of those everybody wants to be first with the story and i get it but can a guy just have a day this is jim harbaugh Perfect. if you grab that for me, this is Jim Harbaugh when he was asked, I thought actually asked in a really clever way about if he want to coach in the NFL again. And all those accomplishments in the big person's table, would you want to add winning a Super Bowl to that? I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, and I hope you give me that, you know, can, you, can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, What's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. Um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month, a next year. I mean, that part was when he went full kind of Harbaugh and he started just rambling. I hope I have it tomorrow. Perfect. what do you think? Do you think a guy should be given a day? A player should be given a day before he makes it? And, and I think the thing that's interesting now is, now you don't have to worry about being scooped. Now you have to worry about the guy putting it on their own social media page for a player. But what 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 is proper in 2024? What's proper protocol? Yeah, I I understand it's part of doing the job to ask that question. But I think when you are told, like, can I get a day? That is the signal that you're probably not going to get that answer there. And I think it's perfectly fine 
especially when we're coming off a championship. Like this isn't this isn't a loss. This isn't like an imminent. What happens next? And there's questions and things like this is mission accomplished. This is a this is a celebration of everything you've gone through. I think there is that cooling off period because clearly in the 24 hours that are going to follow, he's not going to give you a rational answer anyway. On top of it, you know, it's there's so many emotions flooding through your head. Like how how can you expect an answer at that point? Like it's it's the human nature to just want to bask in it. I don't I, I don't think they're going to get an answer regardless. Chase, do what do you think? I think he kind of brings it on himself in this moment because, I mean, I think we've made the comment, or at least I did, um, coming into this game that Harbaugh has not vehemently denied that he's interested in going to the NFL, but then again, he hasn't said that he's interested in staying either. So I think that if he would have made it clear, say, before the semifinal, I'm not going to address my future until – after the championship game, and I'm not saying the night after or the, the day of, I'm saying after that I am free and clear of, of this these playoffs, I will I will address the question. But until then, don't ask me because I'm not going to give you an answer. I think if you would have laid those ground rules before the playoffs, that would have been one thing. I mean, I, I think you, you want to be in between two things, don't you, Doug? You don't want to be the Nick Saban who is – you know, saying I'm not going to Alabama, and he's he's very stern in it and condescending about it, only to accept the job at Alabama. You don't want to do that, but I think in in this case, all you gotta do is just kind of lay some ground rules. I mean, I appreciate y'all trying to ask me this, but I've told you I'm not I'm not gonna answer that question. But he never did that. So, but but not answering that question. That that's just more chum in the water. Oh, he doesn't answer the question because if he answers it, he'll yeah. answer it truthfully. You know, right? There's it's, it's literally a no win. It's chum in the water for us, but yeah, as but far again, as he goes, tell, he, he doesn't have to answer the question, right? Okay, ask me the question. Hey, well, co- actually, play the question, Chris, and I'll give you the answer. And all those accomplishments in the big person's table, would you want to add winning a Super Bowl to that? Um, of course, of course. But it's it's like anything in life. You have dreams and you have goals. Sometimes, sometimes those dreams and goals go by the wayside because something else you have is awesome. And that's kind of what I got away here, you know, is what we have, what we built is amazing. It's a place that's special to me, my family, and having kind of felt like we built it ourselves and sustained it and built it through some tough times, it makes it even better. So is the dream of winning a Super Bowl like my brother and being, you know, the one in my family to win a Super Bowl and a college championship? Of course, that, that's a that's a dream. But not all dreams come to reality and that doesn't make it a nightmare. What do you guys think? That's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? I, I will I will say this about Harbaugh because I remember I was at the 2015 Big Ten Media Days where he was you know first year at the head coach in Michigan. He was very proud. He 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 went up to the podium and I remember him. He was talking about you know it was in Chicago. He's bringing all of his players to meet Mike. He brought Mike Ditka up to the locker uh, up to the uh, hotel room and they all met Mike Ditka. He had a Mike Ditka jersey up at the podium and everything. It was a very big prop, but. Every time I talk to him and, and everything that I've known in the years since about Jim Harbaugh, like his heart is so much at Michigan. And I think, though, part, part of it is we kind of want him to be go, going back 
to the National Football League. And logically, it's made sense, especially with the NCAA coming down, to go back to the National Football League because that makes a very ready narrative of unfinished business in the NFL. But it's felt like he's wanted to like always be with all this, with all the losing that's happened, with the contract reductions. He's wanted to find a way to stay at Michigan to accomplish just this moment. Yeah. So you accomplish the moment, then then what's next? Yeah, and like that's that's where the question now starts to rear the head. All the other times it's felt like in the past, it's been we've kind of created our own narrative around that. But right now, now suddenly, now with mission accomplished, now the question becomes real. Now the what's next is so much more more tangible in this moment, especially again with everything that the NCA is doing. And we've seen coaches like this in the past, where Pete Carroll goes to goes to the goes to the NFL ranks, where Jim Tressel tried like. The, the 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 blueprint's been laid for that. Fascinating theater. It's really really interesting theater. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I guess the question is, what would I do? I mean, it's really hard to leave your alma mater. It's really hard to when and you're going to have better players than the other team nine times in ten. On the other t- hand, they're going to have to rebuild because they're going to lose a lot of this defense. And he's been to the NFL before, so it's not like he doesn't know what that's like. He's played in the NFL. Yeah, it's a it's a hard call. He's been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, can you really kind of, can you really say though, Doug, that money is not a factor here? That twenty to twenty five million bucks a year for the next ten years is who makes twenty to twenty five million bucks? I, a year? I'm just saying that I, I just threw out a figure and I threw out the contract. I'm just saying that it's going to be considerably more than what he makes now. Are you saying that money is not a part of this equation? I don't know. He's making like ten, eleven million dollars, dude. I think he's good. I don't know. I think when you're when you're a college coach, you make eleven million dollars in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> okay, you're literally bringing home um, six million a year. And if he does say, they'll probably like up his compensation with some bonuses in there to make up. We well, just the got money. he's working on a new deal now. It's supposed yeah. to go from seven to eleven million. I mean, you also, I mean, you coach fifteen games, so the games are piling up, but still, that's less than the seventeen games supposed to play us in the NFL. You do have to recruit, which guys don't like. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting dilemma. Very interesting dilemma. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We got a lot to get to with uh, Monty Bolaños and the press. Monty? The press. We do have a lot to get to. You know, the Go end of the regular NFL season, a lot of people doing their like end of the year uh, yeah. press conferences. So we're going to start with Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, as we know, they fired already Arthur Smith. Uh, but he not only addressed that, he also talked about his decision to not pursue Lamar Jackson. Was it a mistake to not pursue him? You're asking me to I'll, 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 I'll give him, my, yeah. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't think so. I mean, I think that, I mean, it's easy to say yes, you know, looking given his year, he's an obviously incredible player. You know, we uh, did not have the cap space. I think the coaching staff felt, uh, coaching personnel, all of us felt collectively, but certainly coach and Terry that, you know, we felt we had an answer in, uh, in Ritter, a uh, younger player without, you know, that kind of contract that would have kept us from actually building the team we want we wanted to build. What do you make of that, Doug? I make that people are misremembering the Lamar Jackson thing. He wanted to be traded because he wanted Deshaun Watson money. He didn't get Deshaun Watson money. Mm -hmm. So in order to trade for him, you would have had to promise Deshaun Watson money. And in addition to not being in that financial position, they don't have the team that Baltimore has around them. So we're we're taking a snapshot of what happened in Baltimore and saying that could have been you. Mm -hmm. And it's not really realistic. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, totally. All right, let's move on to the Titans. As we know, today they fired their coach, Mike Vrabel, after six seasons. So controlling, controlling owner, Amy Adams Strunk. I was like, Amy Adams, the actress. No, Amy Adams Strunk. She also had some things to say about this uh, regarding Mike Vrabel's firing. A coach's contract, you can't trade them unless they're a willing partner to that trade. So, yes, we thought about it, but at the end of the day, with league rules the way they are, it would have maybe put us back three weeks. And, you know, honestly, to, to get the right head coach, I was just not willing to, to go to the back of the line and take a chance of missing out on someone we, we really wanted. It wasn't a last night or a month ago or whenever. It's just kind of 
been all season watching and it, it was difficult, but I thought it was time to make that change. Well, she's owned it. We heard Charlie Weiss talk about it. Now she's talked about it, that she, she's owning this call. Mm-hmm. I think it's a mistake. I think Brable's an excellent coach. Um, you know, their issue has been quarterback. You know, and, you know, the previous GM who they fired chose not to pay, pay A.J. Brown and drafted right. his replacement. And the replacements aren't as good. But I don't know if A.J. Brown's contract would have been sustainable. So there, it, it's never an easy math equation. Mm-hmm. And Vrabel didn't want A.J. Brown gone. That's for sure. He, he No, but that. she also didn't want to pay him what they ended up paying him in, in Philadelphia. And he's right. a malcontent in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think because, you know, the story that it's out there or like people think Vrabel wanted out and that's probably why she kind of was like I'm not going to trade him I'm just going to cut loose well the, the trading him thing made it interesting means that there's somebody else who he probably said hey mm-hmm. you know if you want to get something for it. the question is is that the Chargers is that the Patriots is that the Raiders is who who is that right and I, I think we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, another big story that's happened in the last uh, week or so is the Broncos, along with Russell Wilson, and them asking him to change his contract, and then him being benched after he said no, after they beat the Chiefs, all of that. Well, George Payton, who is a general manager of the Broncos, uh, talked about that contract conversation. During the bye week, I did reach out to, to Russ's agent in a good faith and, and creative attempt uh, to adjust his contract. Uh, we couldn't get a deal done. Uh, we moved on uh, with our season. It, it, didn't, it didn't come up again. Fast forward week 17, Sean makes a change at the quarterback position. Uh, this was a football decision made by Sean, what he thought was in the best interest of the team. This was completely independent of any conversations I had uh, with the agent. Again, it was a football decision uh, made by Sean. Huh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> very, yeah. very interesting. Because we all thought they were related, and I'm sure they are, in fact, related. But it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it'd be interesting is if Russell Wilson had changed his contract, would he still be the quarterback? the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Well, with that, there's actually a reporter from the, what is it, the Denver Gazette, Chris Tomlinson, reports that the Broncos could keep Wilson for the 2024 season. Apparently, they asked Sean Payton if there was a scenario where Wilson could be with the Broncos next season, and that he said yes, that the final decision has not been made. Yeah, he's not going to be there. (laughs) All right. Bueno, all right. Let's uh, move on to the NBA and Draymond Green, because I don't think you've talked about this just yet, Doug. Uh, but obviously, Draymond Green suspended and definitely he's on the verge of coming back. Kevin Durant had some things to say, uh, and this was on Draymond Green's podcast. You got to look at it from my perspective. Like, before I had made those comments, they were saying Draymond's going to therapy. Like, what I'm supposed to think? They say somebody going to therapy. I'm just hope he get better from that, and hope he learn from whatever he feel like he needs to learn from going to therapy. So that's all I heard, and I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he can move past that. Draymond is an incredible teammate. He got his times where he loses temper, but everybody has those times, and I'm sure they all wonder, all happy to have him back. But I didn't mean no ill will by what I said. I know sometimes some people look at me as this malicious snake passive aggressive like I, I know how people feel about me sometimes so when I say I don't mean no harm by nobody I don't mean to disrespect him or his family if he felt that way I'm just glad he's back on the court 
That was Kevin Durant. And I said it wrong. It's just that Draymond Green on his podcast said that he was like offended by what Kevin Durant said and that he took some time and he realized the word getting or getting help wasn't that bad, that he had to process that. And I mean, the egos of these dudes, right. like somebody goes, yeah, I hope he gets help. But what are you saying? I hope he right. gets help. Why do you need help? Like, because you're angry all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Ego is a good word. Yeah, that's the way to put it. I just think that they need to put a punching bag on the sideline for Draymond Green, and then you can just put a picture of whatever player he's mad at, and then during the timeout, he can punch it, and then everybody gets what they want. Decent idea. That's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, I think you're going to love the uh, what we're going to talk about in the Bonus Hour podcast. Legit think you'll love it. Um, we will talk a little bit about the national championship game. We'll give you a little bit more on Draymond, but we're going to talk a lot about the Aaron Rodgers response to Jimmy Kimmel last night. And it's like one of those classic Aaron being Aaron. I'm not saying I was wrong. I was actually right. You didn't hear me correctly. Download the podcast. Just type in Doug Gottlieb where we download podcasts. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.